0: Listening to the Sports Stove with host Vince Stover. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Podcast. We are breaking down the NFL draft with the position of quarterback. That's right, we're gonna look at seven quarterbacks and break them down. Who's best for the NFL? That's what's on today's Sports Stove Podcast. Hello and welcome into the podcast today. We are approaching my favorite time of the year, and that is the NFL Draft. I love the offseason as a whole, free agency trades, but the draft is always an exciting time because no one knows what they're talking about. We're just throwing out opinions and rhetoric, and this person had a great game in college one time, and they're going to be the best thing ever. And so we throw out all these promises of players and predictions of players and what they can be and what they will be, and we compare them to everybody else. And at the end of the day, nobody knows what's happening. It's just pure guess. Today, I would like to talk about seven quarterbacks that are being mentioned and talked about here for the upcoming draft. I'm going to share with you who will have the greatest NFL career out of all of them and who will fail miserably. And you can bet that I'm going to be right because... Well, I'm me. Uh, So here we go. Let's get right into it. The seven quarterbacks that we're talking about on the podcast today are Joe Burrow from LSU, Tua Tungavailoa from Alabama, Justin Herbert from Oregon, Jordan Love from Utah State, Jake Fromm from Georgia, Jalen Hurts from Oklahoma slash Alabama, and then we'll throw in Jacob Eason also from Washington. And talk about these seven quarterbacks. Uh, I would say six of them I've heard talked about a lot. Jalen Hurts is the one that maybe I haven't heard talked about quite as much from the professionals. But nonetheless, uh, I am going to talk about him today because I think he has promising future in the NFL. I pulled together some numbers and was looking at some college stats from these seven quarterbacks compared to stats from NFL current NFL quarterbacks Um, as well and kind of seeing where they lined up with their uh, completion percentage, their yards, their touchdowns and interceptions, and their quarterback rating. Now, some of this is kind of skewed because when you look at them, you have to break it down to how many years did they play in college and and all these sorts of things. So yardage and touchdowns and interceptions, number-wise, are not quite as accurate. And even the percentages are a little different because they varied from year to year. Some grew and had better completion percentages later in their careers. Others actually uh, went down uh, uh, hill as uh, Carson Wentz is one of those current NFL guys who was better earlier in his college career. But again, that also is limited number of snaps and all those sort of things as well. So, so not all these numbers, n- none of these numbers would give you an exact answer that th- no one can say... If this person has a completion percentage of 65% or higher, if they have a a, a touchdown-to-interception ratio of 3-to-1, if they have a quarterback rating of 120 or higher, whatever it is, there's no number that just says, yeah, if they have these numbers, they're going to work. Because at the end of the day in the NFL, so much of it comes down to coaching and systems and to have a player in the right position to succeed. Lamar Jackson is probably the best example of this right now in the NFL. If you put Lamar Jackson in most other teams in the NFL, and they would more than likely would try to make him a pocket passer, and that's just not what he is, and he probably would not succeed as simply a pocket passer. He is going to continue to grow in his passing, I believe, in the years to come. But what makes him so great is the system that he's in allows him to use his talents to the best of their abilities. And sadly, I believe many quarterbacks have not even had the opportunity to really get going in the NFL because they were in the wrong system. So many NFL teams, and I think we're getting better at this, but so many NFL teams just decide this is our system, this is how we're going to play, and, uh, and you need to learn how to play within this system. When the reality is if you're a good coach, You will always take the talent you have and use it to the best of their abilities, change your system to fit their abilities, and not every coach does that, and uh, therefore there are a lot of failures or what we would consider busts in the NFL instead of successes. I think the Chicago Bears are an example of this right now with Mitch Trubisky. Um, I, I still don't think uh, I wouldn't have taken him where they took him. I was, said it from the from the beginning, uh, even though I didn't have a podcast then, so you didn't get to hear it. But those around me heard me. Why in the world would they trade up to get him when there were better quarterbacks? I, for the life of me, uh, did not see Patrick Mahomes coming, but I sure thought Deshaun Watson was the guy to get. And I was happy as a Packer fan that the Bears went up and got Mitchell Trubisky. But now to watch Matt Nagy and the Bears, they are failing to uh, do what Mitch Trubisky does best. And because of that, Mitch Trubisky looks like the fool. When the reality is, is Matt Nagy is more the fool than Mitch Trubisky. So these quarterbacks that are coming in this draft, so much of their potential, so much of what they can be, is dependent on the team that drafts them and the coach uh, that they play for, whether or not they implement a system that will work for them. The number one overall pick is the Cincinnati Bengals. And, and pretty much everybody agrees that uh, Joe Burrow is the pick here for Cincinnati. The question is, is this Joe Burrow actually want to go to Cincinnati? Uh, there was brought up, uh, the first time I heard it was on the Dan Patrick show when he was interviewing Joe Burrow, and, uh, and some people took out of context what was said and what was even asked there. But at the end of the day, uh, Joe Burrow has not done anything to flat out just come out and say it's not that difficult to just come out and say I'm excited that if the Bengals pick me I'm excited to go to Cincinnati he has said if I if they pick me I'll play I'm not going to sit out but he hasn't he hasn't specifically said I want to go to the Bengals I want to be picked by Cincinnati and I'm looking forward to playing in Cincinnati now we have to be careful what we read into that and more and more people, and I, you just see it, the media right now is just trying to uh, get clicks and they're trying to keep the conversation going because once you know who number one is, then it goes to number two and everybody knows number two is going to be Chase Young. So it is, there is this lack of drama at the top of the draft board, at least the first two picks right now. So they're they're just saying things to get us going. Joe Burrow should be the number one overall pick. The only reason that wouldn't be the case is if Tua Tungavailoa was healthy, and he is not. There is uncertainty surrounding what he is and whether or not, uh, how soon, I guess, he'll be able to play and how long of a career he can possibly have. So Joe Burrow is uh, sitting there at the number one spot, and he's got the numbers to go with it. He's uh, through 69% in college, uh, over uh, 8,800 yards, 78 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 172.4, which is very, very High uh, of all the uh, the great quarterbacks in the league right now, none of them were as high as 172.4 in quarterback rating. Peyton Manning was 147 when he was in college. Uh, Patrick Mahomes 152, so still good, but not 172. Uh, a quarterback that's in the NFL right now that had uh, 175.4 rating was Baker Mayfield. So that tells you, well, that rating doesn't necessarily mean everything uh, there. But Joe Burrow was put in the right situation in college here in his senior season, and uh, and he made the most of it. And, again, if he can go to the NFL and play in a system that will make the most of his talents, then everything will work out just fine for Joe Burrow. He should be, and we all assume he will be, the number one overall pick. Tua Tungavailoa is the biggest question mark of the draft. Uh, his talent is seen, everyone is comparing him as a left-handed Drew Brees and uh, he's had a very good college career. I would put him in the likes of Deshaun Watson as far as college career goes. Successful. He wins. Um, he's got good stats. Um, as a matter of fact, his quarterback rating is 199.4. That's incredible compared to everyone else currently in the NFL and the other draft picks. No one comes close to 199.4 in the quarterback rating. Uh, at six foot, uh, one. 218 pounds, Uh, he threw the ball 69% completion rate, uh, 7,400 yards, 87 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and like I said, a quarterback rating of 199. Tua Tagovailoa has had a great college career with the exception of one thing, and that's injuries. And, uh, and you can look at a lot of different things at Alabama. He's surrounded by uh, an NFL defense, basically, uh, offensive line uh, that is top-notch, best in the country. Uh, they've only competed with Clemson, really, uh, when he was healthy, and, and, and even that wasn't – he wasn't perfectly healthy there. And so you see all this going on with Tua. He is – coming into this college football season, he was going to be the number one overall draft pick. And then another injury and a gruesome uh, hip injury – uh, has now slid him down. Many still have him in the top three, uh, possibly even number two if Washington trades down or even possibly drafts him. The talent is there. The question is all about health for Tua Tungvaluwa, and the question is uh, can he get healthy enough to play, and then once he is healthy enough, uh, can he stay healthy uh, and, and have a successful NFL career? The next two are Justin Herbert and Jordan Love. This is the big talk right now. Everyone assumes, for the most part, Joe Burrow is the first quarterback. Tua is the second quarterback. Then the question comes down to who is number three. And many of the professionals right now are saying Jordan Love. They think Jordan Love, from what they're hearing from scouts supposedly, is that Jordan Love is the one that's going to move up. And it kind of makes you wonder if there's teams putting out false information to try to get someone who loves Jordan Love to go up and get him and uh, allow someone else to drop to them. But Jordan Love and Justin Herbert are the two options. Both of them are the uh, bigger quarterbacks in this draft. Justin Herbert, 6'6", 237. Jordan Love, 6'4", 225. Uh, Both of them over 60% completion uh, on their college career. Herbert had 64%. Jordan Love, 61%. Um, Herbert, 95 touchdowns, 23 interceptions, Jordan loves 60 touchdowns, 29 interceptions. So both of them, uh, not great interception numbers coming out of college. Justin Herbert is a 153. 153- uh, uh, quarterback rating, which is pretty average compared with some of the other good quarterbacks, the young quarterbacks in the league right now. Carson Wentz, one hundred and fifty-three. Patrick Mahomes was had a one hundred and fifty-two in college, and Deshaun Watson's quarterback rating was one hundred and fifty-seven in college. So you look at the young quarterbacks, um, passers in the league right now, and you see that uh, that that rating for Herbert is pretty common. Uh, Herbert is one of those guys that has the natural abilities. I think the question comes down to does he have the the learned abilities? Does he have the intangibles? Does he have the leadership? Does he have the ability to go out and play some big boy football in the NFL? And that's the big question being asked about him right now. He didn't win big games when he needed to. Uh, but to say that that's the only thing that can can make you a good quarterback isn't true. Peyton Manning never beat Florida, yet he went on to have an okay NFL career. So so that's not there's again not just one thing that you can just write it down. Market is easy. Yep, this guy's going to be a bust, or yep, that guy's going to be successful. Um, but Herbert is a guy that I just I, I, granted I've not seen a lot of his games. I did not watch a lot of his games. But you look back and you just see, boy, he lost games that they really needed him to win. And although football is a team sport, you expect more out of the quarterback. Joe Burrow succeeded. Tua Tugavailoa succeeded. Um, and some others that we'll talk about in just a moment did as well. Justin Herbert did not. And so can he hold up those interception numbers? Again, if you look at the guys, the young quarterbacks right now, he's very his numbers match up very similar to Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson in their college careers. Outside of uh, Deshaun Watson's wins, uh, but Patrick Mahomes, he was under 500 for his career in college. So uh, again, you got to look at it. Look at all the, the the film. Look at the stats. Look at the different things that are there. Justin Herbert scares me. If I was um, uh, if my team that I cheer for in the NFL was looking for a quarterback in the top ten. I wouldn't be super excited about Justin Herbert. If he was down in the 17, 18, 19, 20 range, then I'd be a little bit more excited about him. Um, if he fell like Aaron Rodgers did and you could get him in the mid-20s, by all means, that's a great value pick there. Jordan Love, though, is the one that surprises me the most. He's jumped up. Everybody's saying that he's, he's possibly going to five or six in the draft right now. I've heard... Uh, I forget who it was that mentioned it now uh, on ESPN, but they said uh, they've heard the Chargers really want, want him. And, again, that sounds like someone's jockeying to get someone to trade up. But, nonetheless, Jordan Love, I will tell you right now, is going to be a bust in this draft. Uh, his quarterback rating of 137.9 is incredibly low. Now, there is one quarterback in the league right now that had a lower uh, percentage but has had a very successful career, and that was Drew Brees. Drew Brees at Purdue had a 132.5 rating. Uh, But uh, outside of that, I just don't see the – the success of Jordan Love playing at Utah State, did he go up against the the best talent in college football? No. Uh, was he undefeated? No. Uh, there's just not enough there for me. I see him more as Mitchell Trubisky, as a guy that has to be in the perfect situation. And even when in the perfect situation, he's a guy that needs everything around him to be Uh, great, great running back, great receivers, great offensive line, a great defense, and then you might see him have some success. Um, I see him falling more into your average quarterback range, maybe even a guy like Andy Dalton, and I like Andy Dalton, but uh, Andy Dalton needs a lot around him to be successful. Jordan Love is going to be the same situation. So I see if he could fall to a team that has time to work with them. that doesn't need them to start right away, that he can uh, uh, work behind someone, a a veteran, uh, for a couple of years, and then they build the team around him, maybe some chance. I think Jordan Love would be a bust in the top 10. And again, I would not be happy if my team was drafting in the top 10 if they drafted Jordan Love. The next two quarterbacks are interesting ones because they were very successful in college. Neither of them are projected in the first round Of the draft, and that is Jake Fromm from Georgia and Jalen Hurts from Oklahoma and, of course, Alabama before he lost the job to Tua Tungabailoa. Jake Fromm is the guy that I'm the most excited about. Now, again, I wouldn't draft him number one overall, and that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's the best quarterback in the draft. But I think Jake Fromm could have one of the best careers of these guys. As a matter of fact, I have him as the third best quarterback in the draft behind Joe Burrow and Tua Tagovailoa. I am not a Georgia fan. As a matter of fact, I despise the Georgia Bulldogs. But Jake Fromm has impressed me. He has won a lot of games. And he reminds me of the same mentality of Deshaun Watson. He won consistently all throughout college. He had quarterbacks transferring away from Georgia because they could not beat him out. He is successful. He is a leader. He is not the most athletic guy, but to me, he's a guy that you cannot overlook in this draft. And if you could draft him in the second round or in the third round, what great value you could have. He could turn into a great success and I believe be one of the best stories out of this draft. He's 6'2", 220, so he's got good size. 63% completion which is right on the mark with Patrick Mahomes' college career, as well as Carson Wentz and Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, all around that same uh, completion percentage. Uh, Jake Fromm has thrown for over 8,000 yards, 78 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. So not as many touchdowns as some of these other guys, Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa, Joe Bur- Burrow. But you remember, he's had some of the greatest running backs in college football over the last several years. And so Jake Fromm, 78 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 156, uh, which is again right in line with Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Uh, Aaron Rodgers as well in that range in his college career. Jake Fromm is the guy that I'm the most excited about. I'd be happy if my team, I cheer for the Green Bay Packers, I'd be ecstatic if they picked up Jake Fromm uh, as a backup quarterback to Aaron Rodgers and eventual successor. But at the end of the day, Jake Fromm, again, it's going to matter to where he lands. If he goes to Baltimore, well, that's not great. Their system isn't set up for him. If he goes to Arizona, that's not great. Kyler Murray gets hurt. Jake Fromm cannot scramble like uh, Kyler Murray. And so you have this, uh, uh, again, the situation where he needs to be in a spot where they're going to be willing to uh, be a passing team that has some balance to him, And a guy that can stand in the pocket and throw, he doesn't have the strongest arm, but he is accurate, and again, he is a winner. I put him in the category of Deshaun Watson. Everybody overlooked Deshaun Watson. Because he was older and he could get hurt and all these sorts of things. But in college, he won all the time. And Jake Fromm is that way as well. I love Jake Fromm in this draft and can't wait to see which team he goes to. Jalen Hurts is another guy that I really like. Uh, He's 6'2", 218, 65% completion uh, percentage. He has over 9,400 yards, 80 touchdowns, 20 interceptions, and a 162.6 quarterback rating. Jalen Hurts, again, wins football games. And you can say, well, he had so much talent in Alabama. Yes, he did. And you can say it was the perfect system in Oklahoma. And honestly, they adjusted their system for Jalen Hurts like a good coach can do. Jalen Hurts is not going to come in and start his rookie season and take over the league. But he is a guy that, again, if you can put him behind somebody for two seasons and begin to build your roster to fit his uh, skill level, I believe Jalen Hurts could be a great quarterback. And I think a third, late third round or a fourth round draft pick of Jalen Hurts is a perfect value for him. And I would not take him number one, but if I'm a team that's looking for uh, a quarterback down the road, someone like the Saints uh, in that, that range there, Minnesota, uh, as, uh, as a potential suitor as well. Those sorts of teams that have some time to put them behind someone and, and, and begin to groom and, and put them in the right places, and uh, then there's always that potential for him in a year or two to come in and get some playing. Jalen Hurts and Jake Fromm are the two quarterbacks that I would say if I'm not picking one or th- or in that top five uh, to get Joe Burrow or Tua Tugavailoa, those are the two guys I'm getting, and I just need to be strategic about when I get them. Then there's Jacob Eason, our last one. Jacob Eason transferred out of Georgia because he couldn't beat out Jake Fromm. And just like Justin Fields, just like others as well, Jacob Eason is being a guy who's touted as the talent. He's got the skill. He's got the arm. He is the size that you want, 6'6", 227. And people are saying he's a guy that could be a steal later in the draft. I disagree completely. Put him in the same category as Jordan Love as a bust. I don't even know that he can be... Uh, a quality starter in the league. Uh, I just don't see it uh, uh, for him. He's 59% uh, completion percentage, uh, just under 5,600 yards, 39 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, and a really bad quarterback rating of 132.3. I put both him and Jordan Love in this category of I would just pass on him. Uh, I would find someone who likes him and then trade down, whatever it is. And Easton's not in the first round, and and, uh, I don't think he's even a second-round quarterback at this point or being projected as such. But uh, to me, Jacob Easton is a guy that I wouldn't touch. I wouldn't waste my time on trying to develop. I would pass on him and look at some of these uh, other guys as well. Uh, a better quarterback rating in college. Lamar Jackson had a better quarterback rating in college than Jacob Eason. And uh, we all know that Jackson was more of a runner in college. And so you just see these numbers for Eason and for all the talent he's supposed to have. I needed him to win more than he did. Uh, I needed him to compete harder against Jake Fromm than he did. And uh, at the end of the day, I just don't see Jacob Eason as being a quarterback of the future in the NFL. Seven quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, number one, Tua Tagovailoa, number two. Then in my order, I have Jake Fromm, third, Jalen Hurts, fourth, Justin Herbert, fifth, and then somewhere underneath them, Jordan Love and Jacob Eason. Again, that's not how I would draft them as far as in the first round, but I would pass on Justin Herbert if I knew I could get Jake Fromm on the next round or later. And uh, same as well, I think Jalen Hurts, if I'm a team that has an established quarterback that I know is going to be around for a couple years, he's a guy that I bring in. He's the kind of guy that helps your culture in your locker room because he wins football games. And he's a guy who knows how to win football games. He did it at two programs. And uh, and I that's a guy that I am cheering for and I'm getting excited to see where he goes. This has been the 2020 Quarterback NFL draft preview uh, of seven quarterbacks to watch for. Uh, I guess it's more like five to watch for and two to watch out for. But nonetheless, uh, these are my thoughts and opinions. Feel free to comment on Twitter and Facebook on how you agree or disagree with these statements. And if you're like me, Congratulations on making it to draft season and excited to continue to see how things move forward with the NFL draft. We'll have some more podcasts dropping uh, relatively soon to talk about other draft prospects as well that are not quarterbacks. But for now, you can find us on Twitter at Sports Stove. You can find us on Facebook, the Sports Stove Podcast. Thank you for listening, and until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.